Jackson on the drive, kicks it out for Mann. Mann, three-pointer, bang! Oh, what a man! Magic down the middle, just what I thought, a hook shot at 12, good! Here's Michael at the foul line, a shot on Elo, good! The Bulls win! They win! Now that's a steal by Murr, underneath the DJ, right there! Going up over Bell, Paul away! What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another recap. I don't want to say it's a post-game recap because it's not. Just a late-night podcast or YouTube video or live chat about the NBA right now and mainly the state of our L.A. teams here, the Lakers and the Clippers, the last two Laker games. I haven't talked about the last three Laker games, but I'm not, I didn't get to watch the Minnesota when I was out of town, as I mentioned. But I did get to watch these last two wins for the Lakers. And I'm also going to be talking about the Clippers beating the Houston Rockets on Wednesday night. But before we get started, you already know the drill. Subscribe on YouTube, Down Dripper Podcast. Let's keep running it up. Let's get to 4,000, man. We've been on 3,000 for a while. Tell your friends. Get all your Laker fans, Clipper fans, NBA fans, people that are into the history of the game to subscribe to your boy. We're trying to build a community here. And, of course, follow and subscribe. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and social media. Twitter and Instagram, at DimeDropperPod. TikTok as well if you're on that. Still kind of slow on that, but let's get right into it. Looking, I'm watching the uh, live chatters right now. 13 people in the chat here on a late night in Los Angeles. Appreciate everybody. Seeing everybody in there, supporting and showing love. Let's start with the Lakers against the Denver Nuggets. So, Russell Westbrook officially on the bench these days. And Darvin Ham, man, I got to say, it takes a lot of balls to make a move like this. And he showed cojones, as we say. And not only that, but he got Russ to be okay with it. You know, a lot of guys don't have, a lot of coaches, especially rookie coaches, may not have one, as I said, the balls to do it, but also the people skills to do it. And he got Russ to buy in. And it, funny enough, it seems like Russell Westbrook, since he's come off this bench, has had the enthusiasm of the Russell Westbrook the Lakers thought they signed up for. I mean, there's a different pep in his step. He's been getting to the rim easier. I don't know if that's because he's coming in with fresh legs after the starters have been in for like five minutes because he's been coming in around the seven-minute mark of the first quarter. And maybe the starters are a little bit gassed. You know, that first stretch of the game before they call that first TV timeout right under that seven-minute mark uh, is like a good, you know, five-minute run of play, which is really like a 15- to 20-minute run if nobody calls a timeout. And, you know, Russell Westbrook could come in. And also, I don't know, it's, all, it's really mental with Russell Westbrook. You know, when he's really feeling himself, and mainly what I think it is is when the Lakers get stops, create some turnovers, Get out and transition. Really appreciate you, Domo Genesis. Really appreciate you. Super chats are turned on if you want to drop a dollar or a dime. But when the Lakers get turnovers, or I'm sorry, not turnovers, force turnovers and get stops, they get out and get some easier baskets. You know, I said this all season last year, guys. LeBron James and Russell Westbrook. You know what Anthony Davis is going to bring on defense. But LeBron James and Russell Westbrook, if they bring defensive effort as leaders, then it can be a chain reaction. And then you see defense leading into offense. 
And you don't have to play half court so much. I think last year the Lakers tried to force pace a lot. They didn't really have the pace like that and the personnel to play with a little, with a little pace. But Lonnie Walker and Austin Reeves, give the and even a Troy Brown Jr., give the Lakers a little bit more youth. Even a Juan Toscano Anderson, they give the Lakers a little bit more youth, can get out and run a little better. And LeBron doesn't even need to get up and down the court. He can be the trigger man on those outlets. He's one of the best outlet passers in the league. And you saw a little bit of that in these last two games. And one thing I was impressed by with the Lakers is playing against solid teams as well. I mean, starting with Denver on on Sunday, you know, that was their first win of the season. And, you know, they were behind Jamal Murray. By the way, I told you guys that very soon I'm going to be talking about other teams around the league, and I'm not fully ready to get into all that because I'm also going to be shutting off the NBA content kind of when the World Cup starts, and we're going to be shifting to World Cup for that month because it's the greatest event in sports, and uh, it's every four years, and uh, I'm putting all my attention into it, and hopefully you guys get on that bandwagon, but don't worry. I'm still going to produce NBA content here and there. The timing is different, but I'm going to be talking about some other teams very soon checking in around the league, but one of those teams I've been watching is the Denver Nuggets, and I watched their first game against Utah, and they got caught by surprise. I mean, Utah is catching a lot of people by surprise right now, and at home, it's always been tough to play Utah. No matter what iteration of the team, they are tough to play there, and they beat the Nuggets. Then the Nuggets bounce back, beat the Oklahoma City Thunder in Denver, no problem. Beat the Golden State Warriors right before that, which was very impressive, even without Jamal Murray. And Jamal Murray actually looks really good. He looks just exactly the same as he was before he got hurt to me. Just is on a little minutes restriction right now, but I think that's slowly changing. And against the Lakers, by the way, they got waxed by the Blazers. Anthony Simons went nuts in the third quarter. But they're starting to find their groove. I mean, I obviously went live after they beat the Lakers the first time at the altitude. Or should I say the only time, because they didn't get this win. But Jamal Murray was really good. One thing is, though, Nikola Jokic has started the season a little passive for my liking. I mean, has he even had a he hasn't even had a he's only, he's had one thirty point game that was against the Lakers on that Wednesday that they beat him. But he's been a little passive for me. He hasn't even had one game where he's taken twenty shots. And I know he's kind of trying to get Jamal Murray back into the swing of things. But you're arguably the best player in the NBA, dude. Like you got to be a little bit more aggressive and. Yeah, Eric saying Jokic didn't shoot for two quarters in the comments. It seemed like it, you know. They were really running their offense through Jamal Murray, high pick and roll, but not as much Jokic. I don't know if that's because, I don't want to say he's afraid of Anthony Davis just because Anthony Davis does a, as good a job of him as anybody. But they just weren't going to him as much, and he wasn't demanding that ball like that. And I thought the Laker defense was pretty solid, but it was really a neck-and-neck neck game. I mean, the Nuggets were up by five after one. Lakers were up by four at halftime. I thought LeBron was playing pretty well. I thought AD was kind of quiet. In this game on offense, but defensively, I mean, in both the Pelicans game and the Nuggets game, and really all season long, he has been exceptional. Exceptional. And it's funny because I say he was quiet offensively, but he still was 23 points, 15 boards on 10 of 18 shooting. And one thing I liked about Anthony Davis in this game was I thought he had one of his better fourth quarters in a while. Hit a couple of mid-ranges, hit a turnaround over his left shoulder, and also had a nice layup off a pick and roll by LeBron. And LeBron, I thought, in the second half was really aggressive. You know, first half, it was the Russell Westbrook show. You saw that different level of enthusiasm. You saw his better defense. You saw his passing and transition, the little jump and pep in his step and motion to the crowd after he did something good. You can feel that 
energy coming from Russell Westbrook, that passion, that enthusiasm that we've become so accustomed to seeing for so many years. And you gotta give credit to Darvin Ham because Vogel didn't believe in Russ like this. He kind of was sticking with the LeBron and AD heavy, you know, just going with what he had built the last two years before Russ came to came to town. But Darvin Ham made it very clear all offseason. We are going to work with Russ. Our plan is to work with Russ and get the best out of him and to get him to come off the bench right now. And it's really like he's still playing a, a good amount of minutes, but in the Pelicans game, he didn't close the game. So we're going to talk about that later. But he played 32 minutes, for example, in the Nuggets game and was really solid. 18 points, 8 rebounds, 8 assists, only 3 turnovers. He was plus 18, 6 for 12 from the field, and the most surprising stat of them all, 2 for 4 from deep. Yes, Russell Westbrook, 2 for 4 from deep. He was just so much better. I thought LeBron's defensive effort was pretty decent as well. Patrick Beverly, again, not really scoring much at all, only had 5 points. But you know who really got the Lakers going when they were in a little bit of a drought in that third quarter? Lonnie Walker. And I really think Lonnie Walker's been awesome for the Lakers this season. He's been the Malik Monk replacement, but he's a better player than Malik Monk. And I'll tell you why. It's his defense. His length getting over screens is a lot better than you'd expect. His effort getting over screens is better than I expected. And he's insanely athletic right now the only thing about him is he's not very efficient he has his on and off games for example on opening night he only shot 29 percent but then against the Clippers he had 26 points even though he only shot 43 percent he was very impactful in that game and then he shot 54 percent against the Blazers so he was he's had his games then against Minnesota 30 percent so he's gonna have his on and off games but against Denver he was 43 percent which is not terrible it can be better, but 60% from deep. And Lonnie Walker right now is averaging 16 points a game, which is good for third on the team, if I'm not mistaken. I'll check right now for the Lakers. I don't think Russell Westbrook's averaging 16 points a game, but I could be wrong. Actually, no, he probably is. No, he's not. He's only averaging 13, so there you go. Lonnie Walker is the third leading scorer on the Lakers right now. And another guy who I think is just great, and I think Darvin Ham is really leading into this angle of just playing with guys that are going to compete that's Austin Reeves. 28 minutes played in this game against Denver. 10 points off the bench. 3 for 6 from the field and 2 for 4 from 3. I really like AR-15, man. He plays hard. He knows what he's doing. He's low mistakes. You know, zero turnovers from him. Just And by the way, Kendrick Nunn is kind of drifted to the side. He's not really getting minutes right now. And he's only got 3 minutes in this game. And Wenyan Gabriel took the Damian Jones minutes. Damian Jones only 2 minutes. Wenyan Gabriel 9. I like Wenyan. You know, he played for the Clippers on a 10-day. And uh, he's very active. Let's put it that way. Very active and occasionally hits a three, occasionally with a jumper, but he can be a little, he can be so, so like energetic that he kind of gets reckless and commits like stupid fouls and makes some stupid plays. Kyle's takes a comment from the comment section says, AD was really good in that fourth quarter and OT. No, that's New Orleans you're talking about, brother. We're on Denver right now. But Domo Genesis, I agree with this comment. He says, Russ actually looks like he's playing ball again. Like looks like he's having fun playing ball again. And Jordan Smith says Darvin Ham got them boys playing defense. Yes, right now the Laker defense is top ten, and you got to give Darvin Ham credit. I mean, this team does not have crazy defensive personnel. He doesn't even have that great of personnel. Period. Outside of AD and LeBron, and depending on what Russ you get, but he's making the most out of it. And guys like Lonnie Walker, Austin Reeves, you know, even LeBron and Russ taking a step defensively. And somebody I can't. Uh, not talk about is Troy Brown Jr., who is the guy that is starting in place of Russ, and he was 4-for-8 from the field, even though he was 0-for-3 from deep, 
8.6 boards. His length is much better out there on the court for the Lakers because it's like having a real small forward out there. You know, it's not three guards with Lonnie, Patrick Beverly, and Russell Westbrook. You still got a 6'6 guy in Troy Brown, LeBron playing the four, AD playing the five. It's somewhat undersized, but not with Anthony Davis is protecting the rim the way he's been doing this season. It's really not. And LeBron, when he's engaged, and I think he's been better than last season so far on the defensive end, not 2021 level, but better. Like, not against Denver and and what game was it against the Warriors the first game or against Denver but in the other games he's been pretty engaged defensively Portland the game against us and this Denver and New Orleans game New Orleans he was a little bit lazy on the board sometimes with Zion but I think he's, he's overall taken a step he's taken a step forward with the defense and Russell Westbrook absolutely has it, especially since he's come off the bench so LeBron in this one 26 points six rebounds eight assists 10 for 22 from the field and two for five from deep and four for five from the line I thought he had a really solid performance especially in the second half he was really working in the mid post only critique I have of LeBron with would sometimes when he isolates is he takes so long to get into his movie like waits for the entire defense to load up but overall when he's hitting that mid-range shot it's a real beautiful thing for Laker fans and not only that his just his ability to still just bully people and just throw them out of the way like they're mannequins is just ridiculous he did that to Jamal Murray once Aaron Gordon a couple times the guy's just a locomotive and AD again another great performance against the Nuggets so 23 and 15 Lakers got their first win of the season they got it 121 to 110 also Matt Ryan you know a guy that I'm going to talk about more later in the video but six points off the bench for him two for four from deep two for three I'm sorry two for four from the field two for three from deep the guy is he's got a strap man he's he's a guy that needs to play because the guy is a good shooter one of the best on the team Gabe K says, yo, Dime, thanks for the stream, man. Hope my Lakers keep the streak going. A lot of Laker fans in the building tonight. You Laker fans like it when you win, huh? Jordan Smith said, Troy Brown is a good pickup. I love him for real. He moves without the ball. He's a great role player. Jordan Smith said, LeBron had the flu last three games. I thought it was only the last game. But anyway, let's move on to the other game. By the way, let's read the Denver Nuggets lines real quick. Aaron Gordon, I thought he was actually really impressive offensively in this game. And yeah, he had 18 points and six boards. On 7 for 11 shooting and 3 for 4 from deep. But the Nuggets, one thing I've noticed about them so far this season is their defense has been very problematic. I think they can do a better job at the point of attack. And I think they're also just working Jamal Murray back into the swing of things. He did get 32 minutes in this Laker game. He had 21 points, 4 rebounds, and 5 assists. And they were plus 13 when he was on the floor. Contavious Caldwell-Pope, former Laker, 9 points on 3 for 8 shooting and 3 for 4 from deep. But one thing that's been a struggle for the Nuggets at times this season is their bench. You know, Jeff Green was okay. Bruce Brown was decent. 10 points, 4 assists, 4 for 10 from the field, and 2 for 5 from deep. But the Laker bench, especially with Westbrook, I mean, it changes things. It really does. And I think it's a really great move by Darvin Ham. Lakers got their first win of the season. Nuggets dropped to 4-3 and three on that one. And then we get to last night's game. Lakers versus Pelicans. It was exciting for sure. No Brandon Ingram, just like against the Clippers. And I'll tell you what, man, the Lakers did much better than the Clippers did. Now, granted, the Clippers are not healthy, and the Lakers are, besides Dennis Schroeder. But again, another game where the Lakers' defensive intensity was just really solid. You know, another game where Russell Westbrook's coming off the bench. And one thing was Anthony Davis started out a little bit slow. LeBron was eh to start. He clearly was battling something. But again, Lonnie Walker came to play. 
28 points, led the way for the Lakers in this game. 9 for 17 from the field and 5 for 9 from deep. By the way, the Lakers shot 40% in the Denver game from 3, so that's a huge change, huge reason they won. Back to their earlier in the season ways, 28% in the Pelicans game, but they shot 46% from the field and their defense, you know, it really really held up. Anthony Davis was so great. Four blocks, changing so many shots and drop coverage. And when Lonnie Walker's put in the pick and roll, Patrick Beverly, you know these guys are going to do a better job getting over screens than a Russell Westbrook would, or at times last year, even an Avery Bradley would. And they're making a difference. And Lonnie Walker, Anthony Davis, putting them in the pick and roll, it's not an easy, it's not a guaranteed good look. It really isn't. Patrick Beverly, you know, he had a donut. He still made some big plays later in the game I'm going to talk about, but he's really struggling with his shot. And if he can start making his threes like you know we've seen in previous years, things are really going to change with this Laker team because what I'm seeing is competing on the defensive end. Now, what could ruin it all is an injury to LeBron and Anthony, or Anthony Davis, especially Anthony Davis. Because if Russell Westbrook has this kind of confidence, let's say LeBron misses 10 games, if Russell Westbrook starts and plays like the Russell Westbrook of even close to the Wizards, Russell Westbrook then the Lakers could be like a 500 team or slightly maybe a game or two above 500 in the time that LeBron could be out. But let's not even talk about injuries. That's let's let's even though I'm not a Laker fan, I don't like wishing injuries on anybody. We want to see the season played out in a hypothetical world where nobody would get hurt on any team. But New Orleans led by four after one. And by the way, that's another team I've had my eye on and I've watched a lot of their games. I watched their first game against Brooklyn where they beat the shit out of them. I watched the like an 30-minute version of their game against the Charlotte Hornets. I watched the full game against the Jazz that they lost where Brandon Ingram got concussed and Zion missed the rest of the game and Olenek had the game winner. And I also watched, obviously, the game where they took a shit on the Clippers. And I watched the Laker game. So I've watched like five of their games. And I gotta say, I'm, I was wrong about Zion. I was really harsh on him last season. But that guy's a beast, man. I fuck with him. Like, can you know what I like about him? He is so aggressive, and he doesn't settle at all. He reminds me of a more athletic but less skilled Charles Barkley. I think he's a really good passer, but in terms of like post-skill, he doesn't have it like Chuck. And maybe he can develop that, but I don't know. I mean, Chuck is one of the best players of all time, so... You know, like, if he can have a career as good as Chuck, more power to him. And he, he could. I mean, he's got to stay healthy. Defensively... He wasn't good at all, in my opinion, before, but he's actually playing passable defense right now from what I've seen. And, uh, you know, I, I shouldn't say what I've seen. I think he's playing passable defense right now. He's moving his feet better than he was. He's looked a little slimmer than he was, and he's looking, like, great. In terms of the way he elevates at the rim and the touch he has on some of his layups is incredible and the way he finishes through contact. I also love the way he gets deep post position. He's constantly battling. I really just – he's got, like – in the, he's like Giannis in that sense. You know, he really battles for position, but I really like him. Shout out to Gabe K, by the way, in the chat. Super chat's being turned on. You guys are being really generous tonight. Everything helps. I really appreciate it. I'm trying to get a green screen so I can change this background. So I really appreciate that. But, man, Zion Williamson. I really like him. Obviously, I love Brandon Ingram. It's sad that he got injured. But this Pelicans team, you know, Trey Murphy and Najee Marshall are really taking big leaps. And I think that they're really solid players on both ends of the floor. Larry Nance has really improved and has been a great fit for this Pelicans team off the bench in that small ball center role at times that he plays. But, you know, that second quarter was where the Lakers really showed themselves on the defensive end. They won the second quarter 33-17. to And you know who led the way again? Russell Westbrook. 
pushing the pace. You know, one thing I really like when the Lakers, again, it starts with the stars, but AD is the anchor, getting stops, getting steals, forcing turnovers. Even though the Lakers had 17 turnovers to the Pels 13 in this game, they just do a much better job right now of getting stops, and that gets them in transition a bit. LeBron, I mean, he throws great outlet passes. He was even throwing outlet passes on made baskets, and the Lakers are scoring on some Showtime shit. You know, how they're classic when the ball, <laughs> they concede a basket, Magic gets the ball and just runs. A little different, you know? LeBron just hit him on the outlet. And he can do that. And that's what I was saying all of last season. Defense turns into offense. You don't need LeBron to run like he, how he did in Miami and Cleveland all the way up the court, like the, the L train, as they used to call it. He can be like the trigger man. Get a rebound or receive a pass off of an AD rebound and throw it up to Troy, Lonnie Walker, Bev in transition. That can be a thing. And that all starts at the defensive end. And Russell Westbrook, that kind of pace, even at this age, favors him because he can get in the open floor. And he had some really nice takes of the basket in this game. There was one where he changed direction so beautifully. It was vintage Russ. And you know what happens when people respect that drive? Defense collapses, and the Lakers shooters have been shooting a bit better of late from deep. Lonnie Walker was 5-9 in this game. Matt Ryan, he did have a cold spell in the game, but was 3-for-9 and obviously hit the huge one that counted. Hit a buzzer beater at the end of the first quarter, and obviously the game-tying shot in the fourth quarter. That was insane that I'm going to talk about in a sec, but... The only thing is, if Austin Reeves and Patrick Beverly can start making threes, Austin Reeves was 2-for-6 in the game, and I thought he played really solid, but 0-for-3 from deep. But he played 34 minutes because he competes on defense. And honestly, Austin Reeves is good in the open floor as well, and he's an athlete. So when I mentioned that you know, different approach the Lakers have taken this season, leaning more towards a slightly more athletic team with guys like Juan Toscano Anderson, Austin Reeves, and Troy Brown, and Lonnie, instead of, you know, Malik Monk is athletic, though. But Carmelo, you know, he's like 38, 40 years old. 33 to 17, though, for the Lakers in the second. Defense did it all. You know, the the Pelicans had some tough possessions. They weren't getting many good looks. And it's really Anthony Davis, man. He's just unbelievable defensively. Even though he was missing shots, totally anchors that defense. And LeBron doing a decent job in the first half. I thought at times in the second half, he uh, either reached for steals or didn't get rebounds on Zion. But LeBron still got 10 rebounds. So even though he was feeling under the weather, I think he still did a decent job and was still pretty aggressive and created some good shots for the Lakers. He was 0 for 7 from deep, which hurt the Lakers' collective three-point percentage. But overall, I still think LeBron did some good things. Third quarter, Pels got back into the game with their second unit, led by Jose Alvarado. You just know what kind of energy that guy brings on both ends of the floor. And he was three for four from deep as well. But he was playing really well at 15 points. He was plus 10 in his minutes in the game. He played 18 of them. And the Pelicans got back into the game. And the fourth quarter was really back and forth, back and forth. And at the end, I mean, I thought the Lakers had blown it for a second. You know, LeBron was bricking towards the end of the game in the clutch. And it's just like the last two years, LeBron's just really run out of gas at the end of games, which is normal at his age. But he also kind of tends to over-dribble, I think, and it tires himself out in those late-game situations. I don't know why. And I will say another ballsy decision by Darvin Ham did not play Russ in crunch time. And it paid off for him, though. The Lakers, after LeBron missed a shot down by one, a turnaround over the right shoulder, Pelicans got the rebound and outletted it to Larry Nance, who got a dunk and put the Pels up three. And what would ensue would be a really solid swing to Lonnie Walker for an open three for the Lakers. He missed. They fouled Dyson Daniels. Is that his name? I believe that's his name. Yeah, Dyson Daniels, who's played some really good defense in this game, by the way. Um, 16 minutes, three for five from the field, eight points 
and five boards. He was really solid and a block. He missed both free throws. And man, you got to make free throws, man. You got to make free throws. He just needed to make one. And the Lakers, what a play drawn up by the coaching staff. I don't know if it was Darvin Ham that drew it up, but a great play by the coaching staff. And what a pass by Austin Reeves into the far corner for Matt Ryan. Fall away three with a second and a half left. What a shot by Matty Ice. Come on unbelievable and then from that point on the momentum i mean i will say laker crowd the last two games has been impressive laker fans have been in, uh, pretty enthusiastic by the way i just want to say it was disgraceful that george mikan's retirement ceremony was done before the game started when everybody's still filing into their seats have some class you know the owners just didn't want to show up on the fucking court because they were own five they want to get booed uh genie but it's a bad look. They've disrespected Mike for years. One thing I will say, though, is I like that the Lakers changed their retired numbers to the exact jerseys that were worn when the players were playing. It was kind of a uniform, like, it wasn't even a real Laker jersey that they wore. It's kind of like a uniform purple and gold look that they had for all those numbers. But now they have the actual jerseys that were worn at those times in those respective eras. So dope change. Um, even though if you go to a Clipper game, you wouldn't notice. But... Jordan Smith says, Lakers defense is really good thanks to number three. Yeah, it's really what it comes down to. Anthony Davis, you know, reading the lines, Lakers pull it out 120 to 117. Zion Williamson, 27 points, five rebounds, seven assists. I thought he was really good. 11 for 21 from the field in 37 minutes of play. Najee Marshall, nine points, five rebounds, three assists, three steals, and a block. Three for eight from the field, one for three from deep. The Pelicans were only eight for 25 from deep in the game. Lakers did a really good job of running them off the line and just not allowing dribble penetration so much, and that prevents open threes. Jonas Valanciunas had a tough shooting night, 3 for 11. Got to credit Anthony Davis for a lot of that. Nine points and 10 boards for him. CJ McCollum shot 27 times, only made 10 of them, was one for six from deep. A lot of Lonnie Walker, a lot of Austin Reeves. Good defense by the Lakers at the point of attack. 22 points, nine rebounds, and eight assists. I will say CJ McCollum shooting the ball has had a slightly tough start to the season. 41% and 28 from three, but his playmaking has been really good. He had seven assists. He's averaging seven assists right now, and his defensive effort has been half decent from what I've seen. Been okay. He's he's still playing good basketball, and I don't think they'd be four and three without him. Hello, everybody in the live chat coming in. But yeah, Lakers two wins in a row, guys. And I'm telling you, man, this team is not that bad. This team really is not that bad. They're starting to compete on defense, and that it all starts there. It really all starts there. And when you unleash a good Russell Westbrook, and Darvin Ham looks like he may have, just based on the mentality, you think it's just two games? It's about the mental, guys. It's about the mentality, the way Russell Westbrook looks, his body language. We haven't seen that. And I guarantee you, if he plays defense, it's all going to take care of itself. It's really that simple. But Kyle's takes us dime. Why are the Lakers so good at fighting cold-blooded white guys? I don't know. That's a great question. KLSYK says, what horrible defense by the Pels. I disagree. I think um, that's a tough shot. If he makes a right wing, right corner, fall away, contested, it's like you got to shake his hand, man. You got to make your free throws. That's why they lost. Got to make your free throws. But anyway, Lakers win it 120-117 to 117 in overtime, get their second win of the season. Anthony Davis had 20 points, 16 rebounds, 4 assists, and 4 blocks. 8 for 17 from the field. And mind you, he started out 1 for 6. So he was 7 for 11 the rest of the way. LeBron James at 20 points, 10 rebounds, 8 assists. 
Two turnovers only, so nice four to one assist to turnover ratio. Two blocks as well. Nine for 23 from the field and 0 for seven from deep, so didn't shoot well. Also two for four from the line. But Troy Brown, 15 points and 10 rebounds. What a game for him. Probably his best as a Laker. Four for seven from the field. Only one for three from deep, but six for six from the foul line. Pat Bev made some big plays to keep the ball alive. One poke away from behind on, I think it was a Larry Nance rebound, and then an offensive rebound. Uh, late in the game he had a donut but he had four rebounds three assists and a steal 0 for three still waiting for Patrick Beverly to make some shots but I'm not gonna lie I like to see him brick everything uh 27 minutes for him 0 for three Lonnie Walker as I said 28 points on nine for 17 shooting and Matt Ryan man four for 11 from the field three for nine from deep 11 points including the huge three and then Russell Westbrook 13 points seven rebounds nine assists he did turn the ball over six times though so he needs to relax there but six for 10 from the field one for four from deep. Again, I still don't think he should be shooting threes, but shooting 60% on the field, he'll take that all day long. Seven points for Austin Reeves, two assists, two steals on two for six shooting. Great signs for Laker fans. Now we're going to segue over to the Clippers against the Houston Rockets. Um, big win for the Clips. Going into Houston, you know, Luke Kennard's been starting instead of Norman Powell, and it's been a really good switch. I thought Norman Powell had a really solid game off the bench. was three for six, coming off screens, knocking down shots, not trying to do too much. And the, again, the, the Clippers' defensive intensity in the first quarter has actually been really poor at times to start the season. You saw the Pelicans games. I'm sorry, not the Pelicans game. The Thunder games, it was shit. Suns game, it was shit. But I think that they were better in this Rockets game. And, you know, granted, the Rockets aren't a very good team. It starts with the Vitsa Zubats on defense. Uh, I think in drop coverage, he's been awesome so far this season. But also, Reggie Jackson needs to fight over screens better. And I think even though you can look at a lot of things that Reggie Jackson did wrong in this game, and obviously he's been doing wrong all season, he played better defense in this game. So did Norman Powell. They were fighting over screens a little bit, but going chest to chest a little bit more, and were better. We were putting Shingun in the pick and roll. And by the way, I really like Shingun. He's a talented big man. He's just a little undersized for his center, but he's got good post game. Although he is undersized against Zoo, but still got the better of him on this night. Got him in foul trouble, and that was really hurting the Clips. But the Clippers are putting Shangun in the pick and roll, and Paul George, uh, he was getting some good looks. Hit a three when he was dropped too deep. Marcus Morris was just awesome again. He has been arguably the Clippers' best player this season. I would lean Zubats, but Marcus has been so good. He's looked quicker. He's gotten to the basket more than he's done last season. He's played better defense. He's moved better laterally. He's gotten more rebounds. And obviously the mid-range is still cash. The three ball is cash. Made really timely shots in this game. Thought he set the tone. But the Rockets just played some dumb basketball. Like there was one play where they were already like down like 17 to 5. Luke Kennard's coming up the floor and nobody's picking him up as he's walking into a three. The dude shot 45% from three last season and you're letting him walk into a three with the ball in his hands. That's ridiculous. And Clippers are up 18 points. In the first quarter, but then slowly started kind of fucking up to end the quarter when the bench came in, led by 10 after one. I thought, Nor uh, what's his name? John Wall had his worst game so far as a Clipper, in my opinion. I thought he had some really nice highlight plays, especially that pass behind his head in the third quarter. But I thought he was forcing it too much, pressing a little too hard and over dribbling. I think one thing John Wall does is he has a tendency to over dribble. And he was doing that a little bit too much in this game, especially in the third quarter. But second quarter, the Clippers blew the lead very easily. 
You know, the Rockets got right back in it when Zubats went to the bench. We've talked about the small ball lineup being very weak for the Clippers. No Kawhi Leonard, obviously, in this game, and I'm really concerned about him, by the way. Very concerned that he's missing these two games in Texas. San Antonio tomorrow as well. When is the guy going to be ready to play? It's insane what's going on with him that he's at a setback at this point. But um, no Robert Covington either. So you saw a little bit of Amir Coffee. He only played seven minutes, only in the first half. Didn't really do much. That lineup, you know, even though they went with Norman Powell and John Wall, which I think is the only guard, two-guard combination when you play small ball, still was kind of getting cooked. You know, Garuba and Tari Eason got seven offensive rebounds in this game between the two of them, and a lot of those were in that second quarter when they were coming back. And another reason they were coming back was Kevin Porter Jr. was making some tough shots. You know, step back against Norman Powell, three ball, getting into the lane, hitting fadeaways in the pick and roll. He was playing great. And Ivica Zubac got his fourth foul in the second quarter with a blatantly obvious bump to Shingun. I don't know what he was thinking there. Like, he's got his IQ's got to be higher there. Against a better team, those four fouls are going to come back to bite us in the ass. But... Clippers were up three at halftime, mainly because they, even though they were closing the quarters like shit, they made like buzzer beaters in each quarter. Terrence Mann in the first quarter hit a buzzer beating three to put the Clippers up 10 after they had cut it down to seven. And then in the second quarter, the Rockets had taken the lead and Nico Batum had a four point play on a full touchdown pass baseline to the three point line from Marcus Morris. Nico Batum with the three. And Nico, he didn't have a great first half. Did some better things in the second half, like providing a little rim protection in that small ball. Well, we didn't really go small ball in the second half, really, but he got a block. He got two in the game, but he had a block in the second in the second half that I remember vividly. He only played 14 minutes, though, and was one for four from the field, one for three from deep. So not a great Nico game, but it happens. He's pretty consistent for the most part. But the trick or the, the thing that threw the Rockets off guard and threw me off guard, honestly, probably threw everybody off guard, was when Ty Lue went to a backup center. And it wasn't Musa Diabate, it was Moses Brown. And I talked about Moses Brown in locked, on Locked On Clippers before the season a bunch. Looks slow. Doesn't look like he really would, could be great on, an, on a real contending team at the NBA level. Well, in this game, he made me look pretty stupid, even though this is not a team we're going to be playing in the playoffs. But he was a big body out there. I mean, the guy is massive. The guy is massive. And you kind of just forget sometimes what size can do. You know, he was dropping very deep, very deep. But the Rockets, you know, Jalen Green, even though he got going in that third quarter and broke his shooting slump because he's been in a bad one. They don't really have that many guys that will take you advantage of you in the mid-range and, like, really exploit you. Like, they're still pretty young offensively and do some dumb things. And Moses Brown, you know, they don't really have a lob threat either. Moses Brown was doing a really good job in drop coverage. But what he was really doing a good job of was rolling to the basket. And Paul George, Reggie Jackson, who played better in the third quarter after chucking up and hot-dogging like crazy again in the second. Reggie Jackson right now is really, really pissing Clipper fans off. Um, he needs to get it together or just get less less minutes. The thing is, Ty Lue is so persistent with Reggie. But Moses Brown was finishing strong at the rim on those rolls. And even just his presence was allowing guys to sink, leaving shooters open. I remember those one play, Reggie Jackson swung it to Luke Kennard for his other three in the game. Luke Kennard was two for three in the game. Only threes made two out of them, obviously, as I just said. Six points for him. But the Rockets, you know, they were still hanging in there, though, in that third quarter. That's the funny part. Really hanging in there. And Paul George and Marcus Morris in that late third quarter really gave the Clippers a little bit of a cushion. PG just 
hitting tough jumpers, man. The guy is so smooth when he's confident. And the thing is, the Clippers in these games that Kawhi doesn't play, they need Paul George to be the best player on the court in many of them. And against the Rockets, he should definitely be the best player on the court. And he was. Um, senior was missed. I'm sorry. Senior didn't get going in the third quarter like that. He missed some easy ones. But PG, yeah, he got going all right. And then Moses is and one on the break from John Wall. Just defense leading the offense. Norman Powell had two buckets to end the quarter. And the Clippers were up seven going into the fourth. And outscored the Rockets 23-22 to in the fourth to win by eight. The Rockets did cut it a little close. But it was ultimately Paul George getting to the basket and putting the Clippers up by seven points and then, or I'm sorry, nine points. And then Reggie Jackson, I'm sorry, not Reggie Jackson. Yeah, Reggie Jackson actually intercepted the ball on a really stupid Kevin Porter Jr. pass. And Marcus Morris Sr. hit a right wing three to put the Clippers up 12. Sr. also hit a big right wing three to put the Clippers up four in the third quarter when the Rockets were just inching back. Big shot making by Sr. and Paul George and the Clippers back on a winning streak. Two games in a row, same as the Lakers. So things going a little bit better for the LA teams in the last 72 hours. Paul George, though, best player on the court. It's just what you like to see. Two good, great games in a row for him. 28 points, four rebounds, five assists. Only thing is five turnovers. But thankfully for the first time this season, the Clippers, actually second time, both games against the Rockets, they had less turnovers than the other team. So taking care of the ball a little bit better. But again, the Rockets are one and eight. So it's only going to get tougher. Paul George, 28, four and five. 10 for 20 from the field, 3 for 8 from deep, 5 for 6 on the line. Marcus Morris Sr., in my eyes, the second best player in this game. 21 points and 10 rebounds. 10 rebounds. 8 for 14 from the field, 4 for 8 from deep. The Clippers still have not had a great shooting game from deep. 12 for 33 from 3 in this game, 36.4%. Still, compared to what they've been shooting the last couple of seasons, I know it's going to come. If it's a Zubats, only played 25 minutes in this game, was in foul trouble, had five fouls, 5.6 boards, just one of his three bad games this season. I'd say this one, the Pelicans game and the Suns game. It was only two for five. Reggie Jackson, 12 points, three assists, no turnovers though, so he's been doing a better job taking care of the ball, but four for 11 for him. I just think that Reg, it's just some of the shots he takes are so ridiculous. And he needs to really move the ball. 0 for four from deep for him. Luke Kennard, I already said. Then let's go to the bench. I already talked about Nico, Norman Powell, nine points, three boards, three for six, and one for two from deep in 24 minutes. In a game like that, I think he should be playing more than Reggie. Uh, I thought he was pretty solid. Moses Brown, 13 points and seven rebounds in 12 minutes. Six for eight from the field was just amazing. Three offensive rebounds. Terrence Mann, I like what I saw from him again. Plays decent, not decent, solid defense at the point of attack. And cuts. He hit a three, one for two from deep, two for three from the field. So in 15 minutes, Terrence Mann, five points, doing Terrence Mann things. Still like to see him play more because he adds athleticism to our lineup and plays great defense. And then John Wall, as I said, I think it was his worst game as a Clipper thus far. But the thing that really pisses me off is how long is this minutes restriction going to last with John Wall? Reggie Jackson's getting 33 minutes. John Wall's getting 15 minutes. John Wall's been so much better than him. He's just way better than him. He was three for 10, though, in this game and 0 for three from deep. I think one or two of those threes he could have done without. Six points and four assists. Two turnovers. Didn't get to the line once, which is very rare. But the Clippers ultimately win the game 109-101. And yes, that's going to do it for me tonight, guys, in terms of the audio, the podcast version. Let me know what you think. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts if you'd like. It always helps to leave positive reviews. I will catch you guys probably Friday night after the Clipper game against the Spurs. Don't know if I'll be live for Lakers and Jazz. 
We'll see. I'll let you guys know. Peace out. Have a good night. Thanks for joining me.